You are now listening to. Let's get to the next segment. Let's talk about something that we don't talk about a lot. Let's talk about Auburn baseball. Um, something special may happen today. Okay. Corey's on his way to Auburn just to witness it in person, especially if it happens. But Auburn baseball has beaten Bama twice this weekend. Um, they actually came from behind. I believe it was yesterday. They were down 4 nothing, And they came back and scored six straight runs to beat Bama 6-4. to Auburn now improves to 35-16 and uh, overall record. Uh, they're 15 and 11 in conference and is currently sitting at fourth place overall in the SEC behind Tennessee, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. Auburn has a chance to get the series sweep on Alabama as they're set to play again at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time today. You can actually view that on the SEC network if you're interested. Guys, not only can Auburn sweep Bama, but in our major sports, especially in the spring, we would have swept Bama across the board. That's men's basketball and men's baseball. How significant is today for Auburn baseball? I'll start with you, B. For Auburn baseball, I think it's important. They they have a bit of mojo. If I wanted to distill it down into that, I'm not going to act like I've been paying attention to the uh, to the stats, to to the roster accomplishments, to to batting averages. I haven't, but what I am seeing just from perusing social media and looking at highlights is they are, it's, it's this thing that, that happens on teams that have been together where the coach has been there for a few years and where they get just enough experience under their belt to know that they're dangerous. And then they start believing it. And then sometimes they rely on it a little too much, not this team, but other teams, they think I can flip the switch whenever um, I think the Golden State Warriors are probably a good example of that right now. Um, but what this Auburn baseball team looks like is they believe and they know how good they can be. And if they get down, it doesn't matter. You're, they're never out of the game. Um, that is going to pay dividends later, obviously. It's paying dividends right now. Baseball is as much of an endurance-type season as it is being really good. You have to be really good at the, at the right time, similar to the college basketball. You go into the end of the season, you know, you got a pitcher dinged up. Your closer just doesn't have it for some reason when he had it early in the season. And then and you're you're questioning how good that team is. But that's not – it's not that they aren't good. It's just that baseball really hinges on a couple of things. It's the, the, the margin for error is so crazy in baseball, which is what makes it an interesting sport. Um, you could be at the plate and, you know, be the last out before your team loses, or you could be one swing away from a win. It's like it's – raise the thin margins, but seeing this team put together this type of effort, because they've been getting at everybody. They had a good series against Tennessee. Um, they they are competing with the best consistently. They're not getting run off of out of any series that they play. And it makes me really interested to see if they can maintain it long enough to make some big waves in the postseason. I would love, I would love for this team to to make some some big waves in the tournament, um, but as far as the Bama thing goes, Alabama fans will always think that they are really good at things because Alabama football has been consistently good at things. Guys, it's just a football thing. All right, that's it. That's it. Your fandom ends there, and you kind of pretend 
that is more than that, but it's not. It's just football. You just like football. That's what you like, Alabama Falcons. Um, you aren't winning consistently at anything. Their softball team did do well. I'll take that back. Softball. There you go. They're pretty good at gymnastics, historically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we cleared there they were a hurdle that we had to clear. You know, this team did, which is why gymnastics had such a good year. But um I don't I don't like them kind of beating their chest about sports they don't care about. We know what y'all care about, man. Don't do it. Y'all can be losers a lot and just be good at football. That's what you are. It's okay. Losers academics. Losers, losers who are good at football. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Academics, y'all losing. Um uh, how much money you make after you graduate, y'all losing. Basketball, y'all losing. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all aren't really doing too much. So it's okay not to be great at this. It's okay. It's okay. Interesting. Is it? Mike G, talk to me, man. Uh, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Hoes mad. They were really mad. They were upset. They really wanted that win yesterday. And when I, I fell asleep, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but when you said hoes mad, I, I, I pictured somebody like out in their front yard, like aggressively watering the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Can't believe you this crab grass. Uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, hate these I, damn weeds. I was picture a meme that somebody put out on Twitter with a bunch of actual garden hoes with mad faces on it. <laughs> um, Angry firefighters. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're mad. Um, there are uh, the the gumps that uh, bees referring to who like to pretend that they care about all these other sports. Um, well, we all know if they lose it, they're losing an argument about why they're not good at something. They always have, but what about football? Right. <laughs> we beat you yeah. in football. It's, it's really sad to watch. I, when I fell asleep, we were down four zero. Yeah. And then when I woke up, we had, <laughs> we had won the game and uh, I went back and I checked with memes and Brandy Mac, our girl, Allie Davidson was down there as well too. And they were like, yeah, like somebody hit a home run. And then it, we just started pouring on after that. I think the final score was six to four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, there's a significance to what I love about baseball is is that you play you play three games in a series, you know, for the most part, and you win two in a row and you won the series. Right. So it's not that this last game doesn't matter. It's just icing on the cake to sweep you. Right. Uh, so, I mean, two out of three is really good in baseball. I, you know, it, it's another sign that we are becoming an everything school. And despite a faction of our own fan base predicting doom this fall in football, if we get that together, man, I mean, this would have been a great 12-month stretch for Auburn sports from December to December. Yeah. An 8-1 football season and a top 25 finish, and we will we, have finished top 25 in almost every sport. Yeah, That's crazy. Football pulls it out, and we can finish top 25, top 25 in every sport. That's that's a great sign that our leadership is doing a good job. So we have a new football coach and we have a new women's basketball coach. And they're mm-hmm. trying to find their footing right now. We just need to give them find uh, uh, time to find it. But baseball, I, I just think it's so indicative of how things are going at Auburn right now. Fans are excited about things other than football. And I think that that's a good thing. I think that that's a really good thing. The excitement around gymnastics this year was was amazing. It was amazing 
to have an, an extra thing every couple of weeks to cheer for other than football. Right. And this offseason has flown by because we've got all these other things to cheer for. Baseball team has done a great job. Um, our coach there has done a really good job. I hope that I can get him on once uh, things settle down for them to talk about the season in review. But I, I'm really proud of what we've done in the Olympic sports uh, this year. It's been great. So they still have a chance. I think right now we're ranked 20th. We're 20th right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did a factor now asking about whether we're going to finish top 20 or not. I think we did uh, top 15 on that faction. Well, it's top 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah, top they have 15. To, yeah, they need to. Our, our last series is against... Um, Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. is it? Uh, and the one before that is... No, no, it's Sanford, and then we play three games against Kentucky. At Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, so if they sweep that series somehow, maybe they've got an outside shot, but I think we're a top 20 baseball team uh, no matter what. Really happy for them. Indeed, indeed. Ike, any 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 thoughts on this before we get to the giveaway? Listen, I just want to sweep them so um, I can watch them backpedal about not caring about baseball all of a sudden. Like, oh, we don't care about that. Like it's 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 always you don't care when you're losing. Like that's every single time when it when Bama loses to something. It's like, well, he does. That's not the sport that really matters. Y'all all know what's up. But the minute they win, when their basketball team was good, you couldn't throw couldn't a shut rock. Them up. And and not hit a Bama fan that swore they were the best athletic department in the country. And then last year, all of a sudden, basketball didn't matter anymore. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. There was some people who they were like, man, we really got a gym with Nate Oates. I was like, seriously? I favored that last season, not the season that just passed, but the one before. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's revisit this, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. He's, oh. He is Uh-oh. basketball. Do we have another fish. bum? <laughs> <He's asking laughs> our oh yeah, Will's us Put him on oh, the list, man. We so we now we we have to do a football edition, and now we have to do a basketball edition. That's true. Bums. Hey, listen. So there was a tweet by a prominent Bama Twitter account, literally saying, "Like, is it time to start talking about whether to fire this baseball coach or something?" I remember this. Even his own fans were kind of bashing him. But you're so right, man. It's just, I don't know. The energy coming from their fan base is so inconsistent when it comes to stuff. And that arrogance, that football arrogance carries over to other sports. And it's so unearned. Bro, the, the funniest thing in the world is to be around Bama fans when they lose a football game, though. Oh, my God. Dude, come the, on. The entitlement is amazing. It is. They don't even have to lose the game. They just delicious. have to not score eighty points in the game, and all of a sudden, they need to fire everybody involved with the program. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> criticisms did. of Bryce Young were appalling. Yeah, last season, and yeah. they were abundant. It wasn't just like it was not like one or two. Like it was everywhere, and I was just like, "Are you the guy that won the Heisman? That's the guy that you don't think is good enough to play quarterback for your team?" Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. There was. Um, God, what did I read somewhere? There was something circulating around on Twitter about about their fan base, and it came from a player that transferred. God, who was the guy? And he pretty much just said, he was talking about how the fan base will turn on you. Mm-hmm. He said, I think he went to Ohio State, and he was just like, man, Bama fans, oof, right? They'll turn on you quick. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it, was tr- it was a truth they weren't ready to hear. 
So of course he turned into the worst player ever. And you know, the, you know what they start doing? They start disparaging your character mm-hmm. and calling your names and saying he wasn't that good. And that's why he's saying that instead of just saying, you know what? Maybe <laughs> when somebody leaves and they say something like that, because I'll tell you, we have our bad apples in our fan base as yeah. well too. Yeah. Right, it's it's the Auburn is going to win five games in fall in the fall bunch, right? It's the Auburn. This is the least talented team we've ever had at Auburn bunch. Like we have them too, right? So I'm not denying that it happens at our school. I I just think it's funny that they want to have it both ways, you know. And I just I don't I don't I don't think it's good. I mean, for for the sake of their own health, they just need to be better people, like counseling. You know, self-help books, like anything to get over this disease that is being a Bama fan. Like, yikes. Yeah, underrated just said it was um, a Jai Hill, uh, Mm -hmm. excuse me, that transferred to Texas. That's right. And he was just like, yo, (laughs) this fan base is like, they're crazy with criticism. And it's, you can't, they're uh, you're unpleasable. You can't yeah. please them. And their own coach has complained about the entitlement of the fan base. He's been doing mm-hmm. it for years. For years, yeah. he's been trying to protect his players against his own fans. And then yeah. a ridiculous, you guys have to be perfect thing. It's like, let me coach my players and we'll figure it out. But but shut up. Like, I don't need you trying to tell the players what they need to do better. We got this. How, how many championships has Bama have since Aven's been there? Four or five? Five. Like a ridiculous amount, anyway. I mean, just right. nobody has as many as they do. How many do you have to win before people start calling gloom and doom? Like, how many? How how much winning is enough no for you thing. to be above ridiculous criticism from your fan base? No such thing. Yeah, I don't know that there no, is no, any. No, no no such thing. Right? I don't want to be that though as a fan base. I don't want to be that because we had some of them popping their head in our fan base during basketball season, calling for the destruction of everything because the team that was picked to finish fifth in the SEC got to number one. And then we fell short in the NCAA tournament. We have work that shows we have work to do. We had an imperfect roster. But I'm not sure how you don't look at last season and say, hey, we're still on the right track. We're still on an upward trajectory. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Auburn snagged a guy out of the transfer portal, a safety out of the transfer portal. Safety transfer Craig McDonald of Iowa State. Uh, he was originally a three-star recruit out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm assuming that's Minnehaha Academy that he attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, six foot two, 190 pounds. Uh, of course, he was a three-star recruit in the 2020 class. He actually was considered to be a three-star transfer, if I'm not transfer, if I'm not mistaken, right, Mike? Yep. Did you read that? Okay. Yeah, I did. So last year he played 12 games for Iowa State, so he does have experience. Uh, 
In those 12 games, he recorded a total of 41 tackles and two interceptions and has three years of eligibility remaining on this guy here. Now, he redshirted in 2020, and he actually, when I looked him up on Pro Football Focus, guys, he actually graded pretty decently in coverage, uh, as well as a defensive player. So he, he graded on the level of what you would expect to see in a starter. So this is someone who, who is coming into the program with game experience and has actually played rather decently, I would say. So this is more added depth to a safety spot that loses guys like by Darius Knighton and, of course, Smoke Monday, who was with the Saints. Uh, so this, this is definitely a position of need. Uh, there will be some new faces back there. Let's take a look at who those faces are. Of course, you have Donovan Kaufman, who the team still lists as a safety. Um, he looked he may be playing interior corner um, or the slot uh, when all is said and done. But he is still lifted, listed as a possible safety. You have Zion Puckett, who was injured throughout spring. We didn't get to see a lot of him, but we did see a lot of guys like Caden Bridges, guys like Caleb Wooden. Uh, Marquise Gilbert, who's made a lot of noise, the transfer coming in. And of course, you got John Reese Bellew and Craig McDonald coming in. So, guys, how do we feel about the safety position? Uh, Again, this is a guy who got two picks of his own, so the idea is that hopefully Auburn takes a step forward as safeties in terms of pass coverage. Now, we know how good our safeties were in run support, but we're hoping to see um, better overall play that involves pass defense as well, because we we are proven at times to be pretty vulnerable at that position at times, depending on who our opponent was. But I want to start with you, Ike. Your thoughts on this guy? I don't know if you had a chance to read up on him or not, but what were your thoughts on this addition and the safety position going into the summer and fall? Um, you know, this is uh, it was it's it's an interesting one um, because I wasn't expecting us to add another DB. Um, but then when I looked back and I saw how many safeties we had on the roster last year, I was like, oh, we got room. Like when I, the, 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 the safeties last year, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 guys listed at safety last year. So we've got plenty of room for what they want to be able to do. What well, the thing that I have, um, been talking about when it comes to all of these positions has been, it's clear there is a type of athlete that they want to play these positions. Put that graphic back up and you'll see what I'm talking about. We've talked about, it's clear what kind of quarterback Harson wants. He wants a guy with a big arm who can make the big throws downfield. But like, look at this, we're talking about six foot. So Donovan Kaufman is clearly short for what they're looking for prototypically, but look, six foot, six foot two, six foot one, six foot two, six foot, like, all of those guys are in the same range, and they're all about the same size. Signs uh, Zion Puckett, who is built like a, a linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's clear they want tall, rangy guys to play safety. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just—I mean, Marquise Gilbert—they brought him in. Craig McDonald just brought him in. Caleb Wooden, new freshman, just brought him. They are there is a type of athlete that Zach Etheridge and company are saying, this is what we want to play in our defensive backfield. And this guy fits the mold. Number one, he is, when you look at him play, um, he's a guy who's not afraid to be physical. And he's a guy who's got a nose for the football, right? Like you need 
an eraser on the back end to play the type of coverages that I believe Auburn wants to play next year. Somebody who, if the ball is in the air, he's going to be there and be in contention and he can go, you know, he can cover large groups, large space because, you know, we we did a lot of zone coverage on the back end last year. You got to have a safety that can make up for um, a busting coverage or can cover your back if you're going to be blitzing a lot. So I like what I saw from him and the little bit I did get an opportunity to see. I do plan on doing some more study on him, but um, he is definitely a guy that I think fits the mold of what we want to do defensively. So I'm looking forward to see him compete. Yeah, I I just think when it comes to defense, based on what we saw from Smoke last year and primarily why he dropped to not drafted is why this kid is important. Um, there were a lot of coverage busts. Uh, we there were a lot of holes on the backside of the defense, you know. And if you watched us, I mean, it was a major flaw in, in the defense was um, coverage p- bust at times at the worst times. So if this kid is as assignment sound as he appears to be, this is a huge pickup for us. Yeah, it was a really huge pickup. I think this fills a really big need, and it gives you multiple guys that can get the job done. And, you know, when it boils down to it, there's no amount of points that your defense holds people to. You can never hold them to, 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 to less, right? Like, if there's a way for us to, to toss the shutouts, you need kids like this that can come in and cover on the back end and not give up big plays. So uh, I'm excited, but I think it's a good pickup. Um, I will note that if you... Don't count Javaris Johnson as a trend, as a portal because he went in the portal and then got out. That means we had 20 kids that entered the portal and we got seven that came in. So that's like net 13 that we lost, which is not bad because of those 13, most of them were not going to be contributors. Right. You know, you had a few guys like Bo and Shivers who were contributors, but for the most part, and 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 Kobe. uh Kobe. Yeah. But I'm not I I just don't know why anybody would be crying over losing any of those guys based on the results of their contribution. So when you're looking at uh the guys we brought in, you know, like we lost Bo, but we picked up quite literally three quarterbacks. We picked up our quarterback of the future. You picked up a guy who is just athletic, if not more athletic than Bo in Robbie Ashford. You know, he just lacks the the on-field experience that Bo got. But, like, if we're comparing freshman Robbie to freshman Bo, in retrospect, I'm taking Robbie, probably. Uh, and then you brought in a guy who won, won games in our league last year, Zach Calzada. We got better at that position. I think the improvement at that position will show you that the loss of Kobe at wide receiver was not that devastating. Right. It just wasn't. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I, you know, I think that the wide receiver play was symptomatic of just overall dysfunction we had on offense. If they fix that, all of a sudden, these receivers are going to look good, and you should not be surprised. We have talent in that room. After talking to Jay Fair, I'm really excited about the, the receiver room this year. And then we picked up uh, Zalen Worsham. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, you know, this, this pickup 
And there, there could be more. There could still be more coming. There are more guys in the portal. And we I think made- this, is, this is one of the questions. Um, I believe I saw that someone asked us about, do we see anyone else coming? Oh, yeah, here it is from Thomas. Thomas Jones, are you guys expecting another person to commit to Auburn out of the transfer portal? Yeah, I just think it depends on who's available and if, if it's at a position of need. We don't have any. I mean, we've got scholarships available. I think we're maybe 10 scholarships short of the limit right now. So they've got scholarships available to offer. If they're going to be contributors, sure, bring them in. Yeah, I I think Uh, that they still want to get another edge rusher. Um, And I would assume that they'll they'll take a flyer on um, someone who can be a depth contributor at offensive line. I don't think that they're looking for someone to come start at offensive line, but probably someone with a bunch of eligibility left that fits the athletic profile that they can groom and have ready for next year. So if they're going to have two or three years of eligibility left, I haven't looked in the portal to see, um, but that's what they're looking for right now is people with multiple years of eligibility, because I think that the team feels very good about where they are with starting caliber talent that they can get acclimated to the system. Uh, so I would assume, yes, there, there, there will be more portal signings before the fall hits. I wouldn't expect most of those people to see much of the field this year though. Right, um, I don't see right. that we're going to uh, get a transfer in that we expect to step in and start. Um, so, yes, to answer the question, I do expect um, another commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And when it's all said and done, it may be less than ten, net ten that we oh, lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From from the portal, I, I thought I think that a lot of people forgot um, that there are still kids in the portal. All you had to do was be in the portal before the deadline. But you can still transfer anywhere as long as you were legitimately in the portal before the deadline. So when the deadline came and passed, it doesn't mean that it's done. You just had to be in the portal before the deadline to be able to go somewhere. You are now now listening to 